This episode of the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show is brought to you by BadMagics.com. BadMagics.com. More than just an online journal or clothing line, BadMagics.com is a lifestyle brand dedicated to keeping you fresh from art to the music to the gear. BadMagics.com. Shout out to the magic man. BadMagics.com. Defenders of the true school. Yeah, man, this my this one of my favorite damn songs. This shit go hard in the bitch, nigga. What the? Hold up, Jeff. Wait a minute, play it. He just smiled, said, yeah, that fainted. It was up. Mm-hmm. It made me wanna. And we knew almost at once it was a brand new phone. Man, that's my shit right there, man. Boom, boom, boom. I remember fucking bitches in the butt like every day. Then I just remembered that, wait a minute, man, I am gay. I did not enjoy it in any single type of way. And I tried to act like I did, but these bitches, they would say, Joseph, come and kiss me, touch me, love me, rub me, do me good. And I act like... (laughs) Are you making a a confession? (laughs) Out the closet. I'm coming out the closet. I'm coming out the closet. <laughs> anyway, what it is and what it do, man. This is the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show. I am Lawrence G, your hip hop uncle. And this is your boy, Joey Burnham. And you are Jonathan Crane, the master of fear. There Jonathan Crane, the master of fear. And this is the Grown Ass Man, man, man Hip Hop Show, <laughs> where we talk about love, life, Hip hop and grown man shit. This is true. And everything in between. And everything in between. My niggas. I know you got asthma. Don't be holding your breath like that. Niggas. What's up, my niggas? What's going on in the world, man? It's a couple a couple things going on in the world. Some things that may end up being impromptu. Um we want to talk about Dragon Ball. We want to talk about Black Panther. We want to talk about the NBA Finals. The NBA Finals. But I wanted to touch on Ice Cube putting Bill Maher in check. Did he do it? Hell yeah, he, he, put he, him he in went check. on the show and he did it. He politely put him in check. Yeah. Did you see that? Did anybody? No, see that? no, I didn't. <clears throat> I didn't watch it, man. I don't really give a fuck. But yeah, yeah. Um, you want to recap the people on what your boy Bill Maher did? Well, I don't even know that much about the situation. Yo, yo boy, Bill Maher. I, I do fuck he with said Bill the Maher. N-word. He said the N-word, right? Yeah, Bill Maher said the N-word in a joke, and apparently from what I'm hearing, it wasn't even racist. It was just in a joke context. Oh, no, it was racist. Like, let me know. <laughs> it, I, was, I don't... it was It was. It was, it was, yeah. it was racist. Okay, so... Yeah, I only read it. I didn't watch the clip. <clears throat> okay. But he said some fucked up shit before, though. A lot of fucked up shit. Yeah, <laughs> his show was, like, called Politically Incorrect, so... Okay. He used to say all types of fucked up shit. But apparently this one, this is the one that touched a nerve... Yeah, he um, said a lot of fucked up shit. Okay, let's check this out. This is this Killer Mike said that he would put hands on him, which is never good. Okay, when check Killer this shit Mike out. Killer Mike says they're going to put hands check on him. Check this shit out. Here it goes, right here. Play it. <laughs> You're welcome. We'd love to have you work in the fields with us. <laughs> work in the fields? That's part of that. That's... <laughs> Senator, I'm a house nigga. <laughs> no, it's... It's not And there you go. Hmm. <laughs> 
That's what he. That's what he said. Well, uh, Joey Burnham, your thoughts? Okay. Well, that was my first time hearing it, and I'm offended by it. But I can honestly say it seems as if he was just trying to ch- tell a joke. It, it may have ended up racist, but I don't think in his mind it started off as racism. But nonetheless, and how do I personally feel about it? Let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. The joke was on point. Yeah. The yeah. joke was on point. It was just said by the wrong motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. And then Ice Cube, I saw Ice Cube on his show. And Ice Cube was basically saying to him, I'm offended by that. And just because you may have dated a couple black chicks doesn't give you the right to say it. And he means superhead. And, exactly. And like, and you may, you know, um, the N word is our word. We're the ones that can say it. White people can't say it. And, and, you know, Ice Cube pretty much, I know he spoke for me 1000% when he pretty much said, you know what? I'm offended by what you did. And, that's fucked up. Um. So yeah, how the fuck do you guys feel about that? Um. Talk. Dick. I yep. can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. Can I can't you. hear, man. My the, my my. Uh, when you did that, like the everything went off. Oh really? Um. How about now? Yeah. You can wow. hear me. Simple fix. Simple fix. There you go. The brand new funk. Um, yeah. So Bill Maher fucked up and Ice Cube. Yeah, I think he fucked up. I think he. I mean, let's just. The man has a twenty, and we late on the new shit. But um, and 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 I gotta check out when Ice Cube kind of checked him. If I can uh find something right quick, I I, I'll probably put it up. But um, the man has been saying fucked up shit for twenty years. Longer than that, if you include his stand up career. <laughs> <laughs> this is nothing new. Um sure he said the word nigga before. I probably can go back in the archives. Nobody gets mad when Louis C.K. says it. Yeah, that's a good point. And he had a excellent nigga joke. He's had several <laughs> He's had several, several nigga jokes. He's had an excellent He's had an excellent nigga run. <laughs> well, I'm 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 gonna say this. I guess I'm kind of just surprised. I'm I, I'm kind of um I don't know what made people it's fucked up. Like uh, Lawrence said, <clears throat> this joke actually had good timing, but it's still fucked up. It kind of puts you in that weird place because from on one end, it's kind of like what Dave Chappelle said when he was talking about. Uh, um, I, I don't can't remember his real name, but Kramer from Seinfeld. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> he said that the black side of him wanted to be like, man, that's some fucked up shit. That's horrible. But the comedian side of him was like, man, fight back, Kramer. Like, <laughs> goddamn, like, <laughs> don't say that fight shit. back. This is, little, this is a little Louis C.K. for you guys. Yeah, yeah. I, to me, the thing that offends me the most is every time that I hear the N word. Not nigger, by the way. I mean the N word. Literally, whenever a white lady on CNN with nice hair says the N word, that's just white people getting away with saying nigger. That's all that is. They found a way to say nigger. N word. So when when are we going to take Louis C.K. down? Well, see, first of all, the way Louis C.K. put it, it's not offensive. The context in which he was saying it was he was basically saying the words fucked up. He didn't use it in in a fucked up way. I'm not offended. You nigger. Exactly. He didn't use it in a fucked up way. And I'm not offended 
at the specific joke that he said, and I think it's funny. In terms of Bill Maher, I wasn't really offended by that joke either because it was just good timing and it was funny. Now, I don't want to make it seem like I'm the type of guy who gives white people the right uh, that, well, they have the right to say what they want to say. You also have the right to get punched in your fucking gird. I'm not Very cool. true. I'm not cool with white people using the N-word. I feel like Ice Cube. White people shouldn't say it. That's just how I feel. But the two jokes, Bill Maher, and Louis C.K., the two jokes that I heard, I have no problem with that. Well, I will say that Louis C.K. kind of spent it in a different He spent it in, in a different, understandable direction. It was <clears throat> a little bit more tasteless with Mar. What about, uh, I, I guess it's kind of weird because sometimes, you know when you watch movies and someone's playing a role... <laughs> And like, for example, Leonardo uh, DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio played that. He's he's playing a role. It's a character. Calvin Candy. You will. <laughs> Calvin Candy was. They didn't incredible. say a whole lot of bull. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Hey, what's that line but, you said about this turtle top table? Oh fuck, man! I forgot that shit. Uh, you used to know it by heart. Put your hands on this turtle top table, and um, and you and do not. There have been them. a lot of lies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there have been a lot of lies set in this house tonight, but that you can believe. <laughs> may I? May I remove my hands from the turtle top table and? <laughs> yeah, like he was. He was like, "Hey, you have a gun pointed at me, so I need to. I need to get. I need to clear get proper with you. permission." But, but uh, speaking of uh, niggers, mm-hmm. there's one nigger that not even. Uh, what's his name? Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, not even he can stop. Black Panther. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, like that segue. Wonderful uh, yeah, like transition. That, that was a good transition. I, I've been practicing. Um, it's just easy. It's going from the right hand to the left, if you know what I mean. Um, this is how I feel. <laughs> about talking about Black jacking Panther. off with both hands. Yeah, I was talking about basketball. Oh yeah, of yeah. Course. So was I. <laughs> so <laughs> nigga ringing his dick. <laughs> gotta ring this dick out. Anyway, this is uh, how the I Black feel Panther. About Black Panther. The Black Panther trailer is amazing. I think the movie is going to be amazing. At least I hope so. If not, it'll be extremely disappointing. Uh, uh, disappointing to me. This is the first big budget black movie that I can remember and probably that anybody can remember. Um, It's like a black Star Wars. Coming to America was like the last time that you had an entire, the entire cast was black. The film itself probably cost a fair amount of money to make and it was number one. That's like Eddie Murphy in the 80s. There are a couple of historical black films like, you know, the the Amistad's and all those type of movies where it's like, okay, we're telling a a story. Red Tails cost like, 50 60 70 million dollars but those were films that was but that, movie that were marketed really to do us that good and it was a period piece mm-hmm. those were period pieces so when you're talking about a period piece the hell expensive this, this is just a science fiction movie and so it's so rare to see this it's so rare to see an entire an entire cast of uh, of african americans and africans and it isn't just branded and aimed at black people yeah it's, it's going to take more than just black people to really make all of that money back. It costs more than $100 million. That, so. that too. That, that too. But what I'm saying is this movie, it isn't like it, it's made for everybody. I don't know if everybody will support it. I hope so. I don't see why they wouldn't. But this movie is it, made for everybody is my point. Like the Amistad and all those movies, you're just going to have more black people watching them than anything. 
Well, you're going to have white people. You're going to have really, really... um, White people like to watch movies like that. Oh, yeah, they do. It makes them comfortable. They like movies like Amistad and Underground. There are a lot of white people at work. It reminds them of the good old days. There are a lot of white people at work who keep trying to get me to watch... uh, Keep trying to get me to watch Get Out. Oh, no, you should watch Get Out. They want me to watch Get Out. They're like, you should watch Get Out, man. It's got a lot of like craziness in it, like crazy white people and stuff. I'm like, Mm -hmm. "Ah, we want to feel... I don't really want to watch that movie with you. Seriously, you may not want to watch it with a white person, but you definitely need to watch Get Have you seen Get Out yet? No, I haven't seen it. Man, y'all need to watch that shit. That shit is hard, bro. Speaking of uh, of black films, that film only cost $5 million and it made $200 million. Yeah. So <laughs> hopefully this film will have similar success, man. I've been waiting on this my entire life. Um, yes, there was a Blade. Yes, there was a Spawn. But... The, this entire cast, those were... They purposely fucked up Blade so that niggas would stop going to the movies. Well... And Spawn had to go to hell before he got respect. <laughs> like a black man. Ain't that a bitch? Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> so you've had black leading um, superhero comic guys, but it's rare that you have the entire cast, and it's in Africa. Um, Man, I, like I said, I've been waiting my whole life for this, so... This is the Black Star Wars. It's yeah. a lot of pressure. Here's yeah, the yeah. thing about it. Here, here's the thing about it. When it comes down to it, and we were discussing this earlier, the main demographic that movies are aimed at in the United States of America is that 18 to 32 white man shit. That's, that's the I knew you were going to say shit. Couldn't think of shit else. Had a brain fart. You're so intelligent. Exactly. I only got like... A second of intelligence before my brain runs out. <laughs> you gotta get that shit quick. You like a weed head. <laughs> I gotta put all my intelligence within, like. So any fucking. You like way. the point with a weed head when he just forget everything and just go to saying, huh, huh. So um, yeah, so that's what it is. Basically, movies are made for white men, and this is like a black Star Wars man. And I just think it's gonna be amazing. I forgot my goddamn point because you fucked me up. I guess I am like a weed head. Huh. It's gonna be real amazing, huh? Huh? Yeah. Do you want to talk about what happens if it's not successful? Oh, my God. Oh, that's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say you can have a movie with 100% white people, and that would be the number one movie in the world. But if you have a movie with 100% black people, it may not be the, 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 the biggest blockbuster. It ain't because of black folk. It ain't that we ain't supporting the movie. We going to go see the movie. So... Take what you will from that, but I just think that historically, white movies with all white people. Yeah, there are more white people in this country. People, white people can identify with white people more than they can us. And even I, in the black films, even I'm in the. Uh, today because I'm addicted to marijuana. Oh, you <laughs> marijuana? Marijuana? Man, this is some bullshit. Marijuana is not a drug. I used to suck dick for coke. I seen them. <laughs> now that's an addiction, man. He said, you I ever seen suck them. Some dick for marijuana? Huh? He sucked dick for coke. Yes, no. Anyway. <laughs> Anywho. Um, yeah, Black Panther is an amazing movie. And I think it's going to be an amazing movie. And as a black man, I'm proud. This is like my second most important black man a moment since Obama in my lifetime. Really? Really? Um, is that deep for you? Is I hope it's good. It's that deep for me. Because I don't care. I, because of that, I'm going to judge it harsher 
I'm just going to judge. That's just how I am. Like, I want it to be great. So it better fucking be great. And it could be bad. And I have to give, I have to Gotta judge it truth about it. Like any other film. So. And sticking on the topics of niggers. <laughs> athletic Holy big shit. black niggers. NBA Finals. NBA Finals. Game three. <laughs> well, game four. Yeah, man. Um, LeBron James prevented a, a sweep, you know? Yeah. Like I said earlier, man, I think that, you know, the NBA, what's the dude's name? The the the, the, the uh, commissioner of the NBA, Silver. Adam Silver. Adam Silver. That motherfucker said, listen, if anybody's getting swept, it won't be Kobe. <laughs> you pull you guys in. I'm sorry. I said Kobe. That's right. I'm sorry. That's if anybody's guy. getting swept, it won't be LeBron James. <laughs> Uh, Kobe Bryant did. Did Kobe Bryant get swept by the Suns? Man, everybody, man, Shaq been swept. Jordan didn't been swept. He wouldn't be in bad company. Jordan got swept. Shaq got swept. Kobe got got swept. swept. LeBron got swept Um, by uh, San Antonio. Uh, who else got? It was a bunch of people that got swept. He wouldn't be in bad company. It just uh, giving that damn killer. He's facing. He's facing a dream team. God damn it. Yeah, I mean, he's facing a fucking (laughs) team that was constructed with with bitch asses. Well, oh, yeah, he, Dre. He's facing a created player team in a 2K game. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Once again, the attributes have been jacked up so that those guys could be. If by the way, by win, the way, I like Kevin Durant. I like, I like, I like Steph Curry. Um, I respect but dislike Draymond Green. I respect yeah. his game. Um, yeah, man. A lot of people are saying that the the officiating and and they're complaining about the officiating. But like I like I was saying before, um, man, it's human. It's human error. It's just human error. People screw up. I don't think that there's anything weird going on. I don't think that anyone's being paid off. The NBA is not going to risk something like that, you know, just so uh, one more game can be played. They would lose billions of dollars if someone thought that the um, that their product was being trifled with. The The NBA is rigged. Oh, no. The NBA is not rigged. And um, we don't give credit to athleticism, talent, sheer love of the game. It's going to go the way the white man says it's going to go. There was a there was an NBA referee who was on the take. Yeah, um, he was. Uh, yeah, he was betting on games and, and doing uh, stupid shit. Stupid he was. Shit. <laughs> he wrote a book. The yeah. motherfucker wrote a book. Yeah, that's white privilege for your ass. So there are there can be some fucked up things going on, but the entire game itself being rigged. There are people who there are human beings who can say I'll cheat. Pete Rose was cheating and betting with his own team and doing all the type of shit. But do I think that the entire league itself is rigged and people want it like all of the, the uh, bouncing balls in the NBA draft lottery so, uh, to go a certain way so the New York Knicks could get uh, Patrick Ewing like everyone claims? It's like, man, look. some You remember that, right? You can't fuck with science. People were like, they were putting magnets in the in the ping pong balls so New York Mag- could get the best magnets player. Magnets in the ping pong balls, huh? I do I got, remember that now that you say it. So yeah, yeah, it's just crazy shit. It's like, you know. Well, what are black people without their conspiracies, man? Yeah, so it's a lot of conspiracies conspiracies, and people hate LeBron. Um, LeBron For no James. reason. You bring that boy LeBron here to the front of the house. Listen, boy. Not as much as Draymond. People bring, hate Draymond more. Draymond is more of the Draymond, villain. Draymond and LeBron, you bring your nigger asses here, boy. <laughs> Tell you what you're going to do. You're going to get along for this NBA Finals. You're gonna you you think you're gonna get the championship, don't you, Draymond? That's what well, the, LeBron's got another thing coming. 
Is that the re- what I'm the referee a, told him? I'm Adam time? Silver, and I got things to do. <laughs> Adam Silver sounds like that. Yeah, he has a Texan uh, accent. He sounds just like that, and talks like Andy Griffith when he being nice. <laughs> Now, you know, you want to get out of this town now, don't you, bud? Andy! I reckon. Oh, God damn it, Andy. <laughs> I caught Otis out there sucking dick the other day. <laughs> but, um. Uh, oh, Andy. Andy. Andy Griffith's uh, now, was girlfriend he? was really attractive in that series. She? Oh, she yeah, was she beautiful. was fine as a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. She didn't fuck with niggas, but. She Andy, did. Andy she trying. did. They all did. Come on now. There was one black man on uh, on that show. And I'm pretty sure she fucked him. Yeah. What? There was a black man on that Yeah, show? there was one black man. They did an interview with him years later. <laughs> what, we, what, he was in a Lost episode or some shit? No, no, he was on there. I think he was some some dude who was like in Janitor, the background. What, slave? Uh, <laughs> Negro, Negro He was a six. seat. He was a seat. They sat upon him. Uh-huh. And built the country on his back? <laughs> yes, they did. That's what happened. That's why Obi ain't got no mama. Andy. Cause, 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 uh, no, cause, no, cause, uh, well, that's another scenario. She could have been taken over by a nigga. Yeah, that nigga took that. That nigga could have took and ran out that little ass hick town. Paul, where's my mom? <laughs> don't you fucking say that again. <laughs> we don't speak of that whore in this house. She's a nigga. Aunt B's your mom. <laughs> oh, don't you say that, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> that's my, uh, my impression of that cowardly son of a bitch <laughs> with his bullets in his pocket. The, the the deputy with the bullets in his pocket. I seen the episode so goddamn fucked up where they caught that bitch slipping, and he ain't have obviously he didn't have his gun and shit because he keeps his bullets in his pocket. Yeah, in his fucking pocket. And they was gonna kill that man in that goddamn shit if it wasn't for Andy. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was about to re- return real bad, like the time the dragons beat up Eddie at Family Matters. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was gonna turn real bad, boy. Oh, shit. That boy said when the dragons beat up fucking Eddie, 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 Win- Eddie Winslow. Whatever the name of the gang was. Um, the fucking yeah, yeah, I remember that shit. But look, that man. was at Rachel's bar, right? His his auntie had a goddamn bar. They fucked him up at his uh, auntie's bar, which is messed up. That bitch came in the house looking bad. <laughs> you look bad. Here we go. Don't wanna play the same game. <laughs> Here we go again. Here we go. <laughs> Trying to. <laughs> oh, there was an episode where they were on there. That that's that connects in some way. It's not completely fucked up. <laughs> they actually guest star. Who was that? Uh, I can't even remember the name of that fucking. Group. That shit was dope though. That shit was dope. Um, Here we go again. So J Cole versus. We talked about uh, Bill Maher and how he fucked up with his racist joke. That was funny to me. And Ice Cube put him in his place. We talked about the fucking NBA game and the finals and how the Warriors are going to fucking win. And guess what? It's time to get on to some hip-hop shit. Time to get on to some hip-hop shit now. Yeah, man. Um, And McWayne mentioned J. Cole. Yeah. yeah. And Kendrick. J. Cole yeah. versus Kendrick Lamar, K-Dot. Let me open up this conversation by saying that this conversation is what I'd like to put under the category of stupid shit hip hop fans argue about. Yeah. I hate this fucking conversation. Who better? J. Cole or Kendrick Lamar? Why the fuck does it matter when they both doing good ass music? I totally agree. 
Yeah, yeah. We it's more of a discussion. Which one do you prefer? There's Not no like which one discussion. is better. There's no discussion. There is no fucking discussion. But this is a goddamn uh, show about discussion. <laughs> we talk about talking about things. We talk about. Talk There's about. no fucking discussion. This goddamn which show. Which reminds is over. me, we need to have a meeting to plan the next meeting so we're on time for the meeting after that. I'm already late. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> Jonathan Crane and I were talking the other day. And it's really not about verses because, like Lawrence G said, both of them are good. It's good music. Fuck it. Let that shit live and be and breathe the way it is. But I like J. Cole more because I think he's more relatable. I like his music a little more. And here's the crazy thing about it. I think Kendrick Lamar tries to be the best rapper, which is crazy because it's like, shouldn't you try? But isn't that the point? Are we... Are all trying to Kendrick? be the best rapper? Kendrick Lamar. Exactly. Leave exactly. Kendrick Lamar impressing again. How you do it? Kendrick oh, me? Lamar. Yeah. I, I think he does one better than Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick. Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar. And I don't even sound shit like Make that nigga sound Canadian. Kendrick Lamar. That's why Drake don't like him. I know that nigga from Canada. Yeah, yeah. He's better than me. Motherfucking California. I guess it just boils down to our preference. You know what I mean? It just boils down to preference. Like, um, he is. I do feel like J. Cole is a little bit more relatable to people. Yeah. I can see. I can see. That's why I like. Who, if you if you're gonna have a conversation with with two people, it's like, I feel like J. Cole is probably the guy who's gonna talk to me about some regular shit. <laughs> and Kendrick Lone come in talking about uh, Kendrick. You know the stars and the moon. They have to. I wouldn't go that far. For me to create my masterpiece, but you know what, man? Listening to uh, to Pimp a Butterfly, like I just gotta, I don't know, man. That just kind of. Do you like Pimp to Pimp a Butterfly? Yeah, man. I, you, I, do I, you like as a hip hop fan? Do you because that is his most. Uh, I feel like it's it's one of the best uh, hip hop albums that was very prolific. ever made, in my opinion. That's how thank I feel. you. What about you, Joe? It was a good album, but I just felt like it was, it was, copy. And cut and paste consciousness. You, you know old what I'm millennial ass nigga. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a I, I disagree you. with that. I hate you. Most most millennials. I don't fuck with that to pimp butterfly. I expected more from well, you. Well, let me let me finish. Let, yeah, let, let him me, let, let me him finish. explain. Let I don't want to hear shit. I like <laughs> I like to pimp a butterfly. I think it's an an amazing album. Shit. I just feel like Kendrick Lamar tries too fucking hard, and that sounds crazy for me to say because I'm like the lyrical. No nonsense guy. I know that. But in this instance, I like Kendrick Lamar's music. I buy his music. I support his music. He's one of the best MCs to ever grace the game of hip hop. But sometimes I get the feel like he's trying too hard. Well, I, I don't know. I get, like I said, that's when it boils down to preference because I love that. I love that that he's given everything that he has. You know, that's what I want. I want you to go go in and say, I'm going to try as hard as I possibly can to create greatness. That's that's what I want personally. Um, I think cannabis does that exactly what he's talking about, and he does it, and it comes out, and it just it ends up fucked up because he's trying so hard. He's just he creates some weird he shit. Really, ca- cannabis doesn't give a fuck. Do you remember the song where I remember he had one verse in one ear and another verse in the other ear, and they came together. In the middle to make it. That shit was the noisiest, most head-hurting ass shit. If someone who knew how to 
produce something could take that concept and make something it would it would but anyway he used to try that's that's the concept of that is great the premise is always great with him but the follow-through is always awful this has never been done before with the rhyme outside the realm of time it's the first of its kind like you know it's just like okay what? cannabis what's, what's that line <laughs> what which one the surgical line <laughs> oh yeah are you talking about wake up you can't get over the dream especially after i run your lips through a laser beam sewing machine yeah <laughs> like why i think that line was awesome but like he's him. the perfect example of someone who's lyricist he just can't make music he try yeah, yeah he tries so fucking hard lyrically to the point to where i'm like man you know what i think this song would have been better if you had just made a song you know instead of being like <laughs> I feel I feel like he's a perfect example of that. When Kendrick does it, when he tries too fucking hard, to pimp a butterfly happens. So I'm kind of like, Ugh, I'll take that. You know what I mean? For me, I'll Man, take it. Kendrick, th- th- to pimp a butterfly is it's a great album. Even if you just like music, you don't even have to be a hip hop head to like that album. That album is a great piece of music in any genre all three of us agree with that i like the album it just didn't feel natural to me it it felt it felt like it was a good album he had good lyrics the album in every shape form and fashion was the album that i support and the album that i like but i felt like it was conscious and and go to weird you understand what i'm saying it was like hey but it wasn't weird though yes it was it was abstract it was abstract i felt like it was go to abstract what's wrong with that I just I, I'm not a fan of it. It felt it felt natural to me. It felt like it felt like that was the direction that he wanted to go. I and think that's he his personality, though. I don't think it's like it's. I don't think that that's like outside of who he is. Like he stepped outside of himself. He's he's the type of dude who who's talking about Lucy and the devil and crazy shit, and he's having conversations with Pac and all that type of stuff. I guess that was the only thing that was a little bit forced, but I still liked it. Yeah, it, that was the it, only it was, thing was where I was like, clearly, man. you. Uh, you really wanted us to love this in that type type of way when you did that. It was executed really well. I'll but the you, execution was great. If it wasn't executed well, then I'd be like, this motherfucker sitting up talking, acting like he's talking to Pac. Fuck you. You never met him. But then I didn't do that with him because I was like, you know what, man? Damn. The way that that came together, shit. You gotta, I gotta and give it was you an interview credit. we never heard before, well, which, which made it better. It he was heard rare. it. I'm, pretty, I'm certain he heard it before, right? I don't fucking know. No, damn! I ain't never heard that shit. I can honestly say I ain't never. You heard never that. listened to the last song on the Pimp a Butterfly? No, you no, talking he's talking about the interview. The interview. Oh, okay, I, I never because he's that. the he's the Pac connoisseur, librarian. Well, here's, but hold on, let me say this. Uh, well, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, my my point is, I fuck with Jay Cole. I fuck with Kendrick, but I just feel like Kendrick Lamar is a little bit more forced than J Cole. J Cole's music is more natural. He's more relatable. They both love Tupac, which is a plus with me. And J. Cole seems like the nigga I can just sit down and talk about life with. Hell, really, they both do seem relatable and like hood niggas. But um, I just think Kendrick Lamar just forces a little more than J. Cole. And, and, and he's also forced upon you, too. Like the machine, <laughs> I hate to say that, the machine forces him, forces him upon you on some, he's the next Eminem. He's the next MC that you should all worship. Which I, I he's earned that, and he is, and everything that anything good you can but say they about Kendrick. Biggie is had true. a machine behind him. Pac had a machine behind him. Jay had a machine behind. Jay. But, so but I it mean, didn't seem as forced. 
that doesn't feel forced to me. I think that I kind of agree. I tell you what is forced. J. Cole's damn singing is forced. That motherfucker do not need to sing on another damn song. If you don't get some features, you could do the same shit and get some stage. Even got to be like major singers. Just put some sing. That one of them songs where he sound like he was fucking crying, dude. Come on. Some of them work, and a I lot of them don't. Now that shit works. That shit, that shit work. But it's uh, I'm gonna find that damn song, man. Keep talking. I I tell you the shit that didn't fucking work. <laughs> okay. I will find the shit that it that motherfucker sounded like a cat. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but but yeah, what can you say? What negative thing can you say about you about know. J Cole? Yeah, you can't really can't say, say shit negative about either one of them. Yeah, but I mean. I'm gonna say something if, negative. If I say about something, negative, I say something negative about J. Cole, it's a nitpick. If I say something negative about um Kendrick, it's, it's, a, it's nitpick. a it's a nitpick. I there's a part of me that kind of agrees with Joey Burnham. This shit right here. This fucking horrible ass singing right here. He don't need to do no shit like this. No more. He needed he this would have been a better song if he'd have got a singer. Great song would have been better if he'd have had a singer on there. Yeah, this is true. I mean, he don't need to do that shit no more. He's getting a little bit too overconfident in his singing, nigga. You ain't Drake, and Drake ass don't need to sing. Well, you know, I don't know. The charts say otherwise with that one, even though it does kind of drown out. I know in the Highline Blinks. I'm gonna get some chicken wings. Yeah, buddy. So fuck your nigga and what you think you found. I'll be watching when you think I'm not around. Um, what were you saying? You said you agreed with me a little bit. I said I agree with you. I said I agree with you a little bit because um. But I agree with you, but I don't think that it's um, you're not saying it's his fault, but Kendrick is kind of forced on everyone because he's like one of the only guys in the 90s. We grew up and there were so many people like Kendrick. There were so many people like J. Cole. There were so many more people. So it wasn't as forced because it's like you didn't have to. It's like they're everywhere. But it's like, oh, shit, there's this dude and he's doing all of these amazing lyrical things and creating these concepts. And so, yeah, in that way, people almost talk about him so much and kind of in that way force it on you because it's just like who the fuck else do we have we have j cole we have kendrick we have you know you can name four or five other people that are under 35 because those dudes aren't young by the way i always make that point j cole is 32 he's 32 years old he's born Uh, in 1985 yeah and uh and kendrick is right there he's like 30 he's like 30 he's right there with him uh big crit was born in 1986 (laughs) so i mean so so they're technically they're 90s kids but but yeah i i kind of agree with at least at least the point that joey burnham is making about there are times there are times when he's forced on you because it's like here's here comes kendrick he's the person that you're supposed to listen to that's it, but it's not his fault, even though he's not saying it's his fault. But it's it's yeah. not, you know what I mean? It's not. Kendrick Lamar <laughs> is a talented MC. If he is forced upon you, just kind of going against my own point. If he is forced to, if he is forced upon you, <laughs> it, the nigga's a lyricist. 
The niggas are absolute lyricists. <laughs> yeah, man. Crane is making some. You niggas is crazy. I can't even concentrate. He's making me. lewd comments. Ha ha. Um. My boyfriend really hates you. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that is a Drake song. My girlfriend really hates you. I want you to be back with me so we can Netflix and chill and fuck in front of the TV. DJ Kelly. That'll be absolutely cool. Um, I fuck with both of them. I fuck with Kendrick. I fuck with J Cole. We're saying that you can't lose. You can't lose. I mean, it's Kendrick and J Cole versus Little Yachty and Little Uzi Vert. If I see one, we got Little Yachty, Little Uzi Vert, Little Pump. If I see one more little motherfucker show up on my damn screen, my radio, whatever the fuck it is. But these are the conversations that people have in each generation. They had the conversation about Tupac and Big. They have a conversation constantly, constantly. They had this classic conversation about Rakim and Kane. And Kane. So Big, that's what people I mean, do. Uh, so Jay it's, it's Nas, one of those things. Yeah, yeah Jay Z, Nas, and in this generation, it's gonna be. It's that's gonna be it. <laughs> the way that it's going is gonna be that. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Uh, but but to me, there are no comparisons with <laughs> with these two. The only thing that you can do is separate them stylistically, which is really what you can do with most of them. Like there was a big difference between Pac and Big, stylistically, music wise, coast wise, influence wise. There was a there was some shit to talk about. Big Daddy Kane, Rakim, there was some shit to talk about. Yeah. Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, and where we're at right now in the culture, not too much to talk about. We I dis- need. I disagree, man. We need both of these motherfuckers in the culture right now because you got these little young niggas popping up every six months. I mean, I think it is. I think it is a pretty big conversation, though. I mean, I think it speaks. It speaks a lot to how talented they are that people really want to make all of these comparisons and say all of these different things about them. Exactly. So, I mean, I think that just enjoy the music. Yeah, but everybody enjoyed Pac and Big's music, but they were going to have the conversation. We had the conversation when we were kids. So now we expect, now we want Kendrick and J. Cole to shoot each other. You want them to kill each other? Who you want? Yes. You want them to be on death row and bad boy? Huh? Is that what you want now? Yes, I do. I want it to be 1990 again. I want to go back. I want to sit in my bed. I want to eat like Cheerios just like I used to and watch Saturday morning cartoons. I want it to be the 90s again, okay? So I'm trying to make it. I'm trying to force it through J. Cole and fucking Kendrick. Goddamn. I think we just I think we just finally made a breakthrough. Yeah. It's why he's so miserable. I want it to be like the way it was. Back in the days when I was young, I'm, I'm not, not a kid, kid anymore. anymore. Some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. And everybody <laughs> and karate shoes. <laughs> Joey Burnham, give us your comment with your with your microphone pressed against your my, mouth. My lips. <laughs> I'm going to take a picture of this moment and put it on the uh, Fourth Coast Media page. I, I agree. I agree with Lawrence G in the sense that we don't have to pit everybody against each other. Just let the music live and let the music be against. Um, so I agree with him in that regard. And I'm not trying to put those two against each other, pit and put and compete and all that shit. But at the end of the day, I prefer J. Cole's vibe and persona more than K 
Kendrick Lamar's. Kendrick Lamar. The music, the music, to be honest with you, the music, it might be a tie. The, the music is really. They're, making, they're both making incredible music. Here's one thing I can say. Um, it took longer for J. Cole to come into his own than it, than it did Kendrick. At least, at least publicly. Now, there was a time. Just because of who he's associated with, though. I was just going to say that he had more of a. He had more of a public guidance. Uh, coming, he had more guidance. Coming than, of age. It took him a minute to get here. Whereas we didn't see, or few of us got to see the transition from K Dot to Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. Where we got to we we kind of saw J. Cole stumble with trying to figure out how to have a radio single, how to make a classic album. Like um Born Center was the beginning the of where he's at now. Born Center was the beginning of where he is now, <clears throat> where I think that he found that path to 2014 Forest Hill Drive, but he was still stuck in that, how do I make a single, how do I get radio hits, and he just finally got to a point where he was just like, fuck it, I'm just going to make music, whereas... That that role model song, man, it's, that's a hip-hop classic. It's a yeah, hip hop classic. That, yeah, to me. Classic. The mean, whole album is a classic. I, it is, but twenty fourteen Forest Hill Drive is, is is actually better than For Your Eyes Only. But they're both yeah, but they're but that's both not really great ass albums. It's it's it, they're just both great ass. It's just that Isn't that unfair? It it's is It's gonna happen. It's kinda fucked up. It, it is. It's like he found his path and was punishing him for it. <laughs> Like he found his lane. I'm not punishing him. him for it. I'm just letting you two niggas talk. I'm I, punishing him for it. You found your lane. Go and do some trap, J. Cole. Uh, well, you know. Trap Cole. You know. Well, shit. I like selling dope or the neighbors. I do like you like uh do you like the new the album? Neighbors think less I'm or more dope. than less or more than, than J. Cole's last CD. I ain't even listened to it all the way through. No? So everything I just said is shot to shit. You didn't listen to um well, damn, well, yeah, that's your answer then, right? Yep. <laughs> so you well, you didn't listen to it all the way through because... I just ain't had the time to sit down and listen to the album. Okay. Oh, Life. Oh, Life. I thought you was on some... I just couldn't sit through it because it was boring me. No. Life, Life. No, ain't no... But it's shit. also, I will say this, another reason why... Now, the, like I said, I like 2014 Forest Hill Drive better, but For Your Eyes Only is... Equally as good as 2014 Forest Hill Drive. It could be better in some spots, but they're they're equally good albums. You know what I'm saying? Um, For Your Eyes Only is an adult album. He did not make that album for children. He did not make that album for radio play. I mean, he's got songs like Folding Clothes. If you're not a married man or ever been in a relationship where you had to live with a woman, the song Folding Clothes, ain't no 15-year-old going to understand that. And that's why I prefer J. Cole over Kendrick Lamar because Kendrick Lamar is going to try to be abstract. He's going to try to be the best MC, which I usually, in nine times out of ten, I like that. But in J. Cole's regard, he ain't going to try to be abstract. He's just going to let the music flow. If it's abstract, cool. If it's not, cool. He ain't going to try to be motherfucking super lyrical. If it comes out that way, cool. If not, you know what I mean? He just goes with the music. And songs like Folding Clothes speaks to who he is as a person. 
he's just a regular dude who can rap. And that's not abrasive to me. And I like that. Again, I usually lean toward the lyrical juggernaut, which Kendrick is. But hands down, Kendrick is 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 a better lyricist than J. Cole. Hands down. I don't know about hands down. I'm going to say hands down. I am standing on the side of hands down. If one is better than the other, I don't think that the I don't think that Kendrick is miles ahead. But exactly from a standpoint of just he may be ahead. But yeah, he's not yeah. crushing. He's not. No, you don't not think miles. he's. I'm going to go with hands down. Well, what's your and idea of hands down? Hands down. Um, lyrically, he's just better. I mean, I mean, he, he he just goes the extra mile. His his some of his bars are a way a lot more intricate. Well, to go against my point <clears throat> from earlier. Burn, Joey Burnham went against this point. I go against my point. The point of what you're trying to do is, is that also decides that if Kendrick is showing up every day and he's saying I'm going to be the best lyricist when he was going against when he was doing the BET Cypher and when he did the song with Big Sean. He clearly was like, I'm trying to do this. He said that he was like, I'm trying to murder everybody. Oh, control. control yeah, yeah, yeah. Control. J. Cole, if J. Cole isn't trying to do that, what if he showed up in the studio one day and he's like, hey, guess what? I could do that, too. So he does that. He doesn't do that as much. So I don't know who knows what it's like when he's actually trying to do that. And he's trying to crush everyone lyrically because he doesn't try to do it as much. So who knows? That's why I'm kind of more of like, I'll give it to Kendrick. But I can't say hands down yet because it's like, I don't know. This man isn't really trying to do the exact same thing. J. Two Cole. different lanes, man. Two different lanes. Yeah, I can say they're definitely two different lanes. And it's funny that we have this conversation when these guys are the best of friends <laughs> and they ultimately want to make music together. High Power was produced by J. Cole. Great song. One of my favorite Great Kendrick song. songs. Right. Kendrick. That's one of my most And I favorite. think that he, High Power was produced by J. Cole. Kendrick has was on Born Center. And I think that... J. Cole has produced more than one song for Kendrick. So they've got a yep. kinship there. I think that it'll probably be 20 years from now when we hear some music from them together just because they're both hot right now. By the time hmm. they get together to make some music, we won't even give a fuck. Here's a question. Who has another classic album in them? Both? I think that after Damn... Kendrick is going to top out at a place below what he's been doing. Could be because Damn was a step down from what he's been doing. A lot of people said that. I've heard It's a very simple album. It's a very simple Kendrick Lamar album, which is a concept within itself. And here's the thing. Again, it proves my point, or at least whatever, strengthens it. I think he purposely tried and forced a simple album because he said to himself okay after to pimp a butterfly i need to give somebody some simpler stuff um uh you know what i want to take back the word simpler album i think that he made a more radio friendly album and he tried there's a rihanna song on there there's like a uh, that shit dope loyalty is hard as hell man yeah yeah there's like uh but clearly you know you make a song with rihanna yeah it was it's a clear single yeah as a a matter of fact they they shot they started doing a video for it last weekend doesn't make it whack but 
you know, there's clearly you 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 that's you make a song with Rihanna, you're going in a certain direction. But um, yeah, I mean, we're dealing with um, I don't I don't know if I could just say that because I can't. His music, your music can tell you a lot about a person, but I don't know if I could say that for certain um, that that he's he just decided, well, I'm going to make this because he may just be a free flowing person, too. But I can just based on his music, I can say, yeah, he is gonna go so hard in a certain direction lyrically but i think that he went in that direction I, like i said it's, right now it's that, just boiling down to preference it's just I, it's just boiling down to i to think preference. that he went hard in this direction because he got so much shit for to pimp a butterfly in what way because there is a certain group of people who just don't fuck with to pimp a butterfly well I, that's because those are like troll type music musical listeners there are people who don't like the dark knight there are people who literally they dislike but good the things because that's what the, the fuck consensus they do. was like huge at the time that it won a lot of awards it was a great album i think that hip-hop heads we're like also it. in a generation of trolls this well, is the troll generation right, we this, were generation x this is the troll generation this is the generation of people who don't give a fuck about anything who don't want it like don't i'm not just trying to slam and i think people. he played to that i think that damn is a I result think so. of that I don't think so. I, there I were no, there were no. Uh, Good Kid, Mad City had singles. Uh, uh, uh swimming pools. Um, uh, the, the the Janet Jackson sample. Why you don't kill my vibe. It had. It, it, it had singles. Yeah, that was yeah. You sound like him there. It had it had singles, and it had uh album cuts to Pimp a Butterfly. Eventually had a single with <laughs> All Right. And King Kunta was was the official single, but uh, because of all the stuff that was going on around that time, All Right became the anthem of the Black Lives Matter situation. But it didn't really have any singles, and it didn't really have any any standout album cuts. It was just a great body of work, a very dense, hard to listen to. And I, I and I'm only. It wasn't hard to listen to for me before. A lot of people was hard. To yeah, listen yeah. You're, to. you're speaking just in gen- generally. Generally, speaking. generally speaking, it was a dense, hard to listen to, topical album that people just didn't want to jam to. Whereas, damn, is a very radio friendly, not topical, not lyrically deep album. With singles and radio cuts, and it's a light listen. It, for me, as a Kendrick Lamar in comparison fan, to, in, in, comparison in comparison to to Pimp a Butterfly and Good Kid, Mad City, it was a step down from both. Hell, yeah. it was a step down from Overly Dedicated. It was a step down from Section Eighty. I agree. I totally agree with everything you're saying. But the only thing I don't agree with is, well, I'll say my my point is this. Let me just say my point instead of what I don't agree with. I agree with everything you're saying, but he did it because he didn't want to hit people with two abstract albums back to back. And uh, I'm not, you inclu- know what? That's a good point. I'm not including the um, little lost tapes situation he had. The uh, un- 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 untitled, untitled. Un- I'm not including that as that an shit album. was hard. That shit was that shit was more down the lane than what he got now. So I think he forced, which I think he, I think he intentionally. I'm gonna use the word intentionally. I think he intentionally said, I'm not going to give him two abstract albums. Let me bring people back to a simpler Kendrick. 
I don't think J. Cole thinks like that. I think J. Cole is just like, I'm just going to let it flow, and whatever comes out, comes out, and I'm going to let the music be. As long as that damn singing don't flow out no more, I'm fine. Which you right well, about okay. that. You're right about that. Okay. I always, I'm a sports person. Okay. That's just what I do. Uh, but it's like Steph Curry, right? Steph Curry isn't as naturally gifted as a lot of the other players. So he had to dribble his way and shoot his way. Like he couldn't even shoot a certain, like he couldn't shoot yeah, his, his jump J shot. is so awkward. It, it, it was so awkward. He, he couldn't even, like he wasn't even strong enough to shoot the ball from a certain point until he's his junior year in high school. So the way he approaches things is way different from a lot of more naturally talented players. I kind of, maybe, you know, maybe Kendrick is just like that. Maybe Kendrick is just like the type of guy who this is just how he is. Kendrick is very formulaic. You know what and, I mean? And that's it that's, just that's is one what of it strengths. is. Yeah, it just really I've heard I've heard people say that Kendrick Lamar, and this is coming from a person that's formulaic too. So I should be riding the dime with Kendrick. But I've heard a lot of people say that Kendrick will write down every single fucking word of every track on every album. Everything from the ad libs to the not only just hooks and lyrics, he'll write down the Hey, uh huh. Like he he, I'm and his I'm, brain works in a certain way, and and this and J. but Cole, I think it translates well. Though. And, and that, J. Cole translates well, and it's been working for him. And I like him. And J. Cole's but I don't, J. Cole is more natural, not better. But yeah, yeah, he, I, that's fair. If, I can, if it's, I can if it's there, the there same, but spirit if they're me. the same but different, that's thank you, Lawrence G. If Fucking they're the same but different. J. Cole feels more like a free spirit than Kendrick Lamar. And that's fair. That's ex- I'm glad you said that because that's the word. Fuck all that forced shit. Fuck all that shit. I like J. Cole because he's a free spirit more than Kendrick is. Well, well, I think that um, I think I think to, uh, of all the albums that they've both that they've made to Pimper Butterfly is the best of all of them. Uh, definitely. Definitely. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. This is true. That's Definitely. Um, I think They're both that, great. I think that Kendrick is in a position right now where he might be forcing it and he might be formulaic out of the need to be mentioned among the greats. That that what he said about the ad libs and everything, that's that's pretty extreme. <laughs> that's that's intense. That's very intense. Have I planned? Nah, I've never planned an ad lib. Maybe a maybe a good punch or it, it depends on. But the then, song. like, I don't know if that's a bad thing as much as it's just somebody who just is fucking crazy, dedicated to the point of insanity. But now, he's, the it, source, the sur- the source that I heard that from ain't the most credible source. So let's just scratch what I said. No, we can just roll with the conversation. We don't have to. I mean, we don't know, but we can roll with that conversation. I mean, but I, I want to. I just want to say this though. I want to kind of back it up with this. The point that I'm basically making is ad lib, written ad libs or not. The point that on I'm track, making on is on track four. I'm gonna say that up a dope Kendrick. Written ad ad libs or not. <laughs> the point is, he's very formulaic and he painstakingly painstakingly pays attention to every single thing, just like I do. Painstakingly pays attention. Whereas J Cole, I he feels like a free spirit. Yeah, he does have a free spirit vibe to him. He does kind of. I mean, I think that line he had in um, uh, I can't, his lead single for the last album where he just said, um, this is my canvas and I'm going to paint it, paint it, paint it, how I want to paint it. Yeah, yeah. 
I think that I think that that was definitely I think that's his approach to his music now. Where I think that Kendrick has a lot of pressure on him to be one of the greats, and I can I feel it that, in his music. I think that I think that it's it's pressure from him. It's pressure from Top Dog. It's pressure from. The internet is pressure from the culture right now. Which a lot of that, like he said, uh, uh, like McWayne said, it isn't his fault. But it is pressure nonetheless, Lawrence. Yeah, it's still pressure. And he has to go about it like that. And and I think that the pressure is on him because of where we're at culturally right now. With the Little Yaddies, with the Uzi Verts, with the Migos. It's like, I think that people want to and need to champion champion him because and they should on some levels music is crap right now but if you look a little bit deeper music ain't all that crap so the need to champion him on that level was kind of ridiculous when he fits along with everything good in hip-hop yeah on a, well, like, on a serious note i'm kind of beyond like uh, I'm, I'm beyond that like type of stuff anyway so you can find good music if you simply search so just complaining like in fact you have more you have more of a choice than you ever have. Um, I mean, who who cares about the radio anyway? We've had this conversation before, but um, I mean, yeah, hey, yeah. Hey, I think hey, it, like like I've been saying, this? it boils down to preference. Have y'all ever heard this shit right here? To be very low and then gradually get higher, just like the way I'm talking right now. Yes, I like that. Okay. This you think that he's this intentional? This is conscious Kendrick, and I hope it's not condescending. But I wrote this, I'm condescending, a potent and constant ending. Ending the questions posed to the pros and the kinds of sinning. Let us break. If God were from Compton, just for a day, will he come out and play? This is Frank Lucas doing his Kendrick impression. Yeah, yeah. See, that dude could actually rap, though. He's really good, man. Okay, so the next four fifths of the bar is gonna have a filter and be paying to the left. Four fifths? How the hell am I supposed to calculate that shit? You know who would be dope on this record? Alex Trebek. What? I heard enough. I heard enough. That's hilarious, man. That's funny. I'm gonna listen to that. Dude, Frank Crank Lucas, man. That was that that, that dude is really talented. If I could rule the world for just one moment, I wonder if <laughs> that, that that is that's some Kendrick. That's some Kendrick. And that shit happens right to everyone. There. That happens to everyone who releases a bunch of music because you begin to just know someone's. You personality. got a musical personality, yeah. Yeah, your so musical, yeah. Your musical imprint and fingerprint. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> so yeah, man. So I, what are we standing on, on this whole on, thing, man? man as you, we get you gotta, ready, to you got to do your up. Kendrick. <laughs> Make a Kendrick song real quick. You got to do your Kendrick shit, man. I know. I don't have any Kendrick shit. What 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 would Kendrick we need say? A, we need a Kendrick freestyle, man. We need a we need a we need a we need a Joey Burnham murder <laughs> hits. <laughs> Joey Burnham freestyles the shits. Oh, some people ask me just what I feel like when I be rapping, but I never I don't know how to do Kendrick. <laughs> shit. Well, can I get some Pimp C? Well, I know I know. Can Kendrick. I get some Pimp C? Can I get some Pimp C for? Oh, I know I know Kendrick when he. Like I said, he fuck your next it. point. I want some pimp C. When that nigga try to fuck that, when that nigga like he <laughs> he like he tries to go in. You know what I'm saying? He's like, you can hear him straining. Like though, I'm I'm so that the, the lyrical sun in the sky guy. Like you can like that nigga. You can hear him. But is that his a teeth. bad thing? No, it, it's not a bad thing. But I know MCs who make it look effortless. To me, it's he, a bad thing that it sounds forced. I will say that, but the effort is not the effort within itself is not bad. No, effort is not bad. But, but how do you know that they're just not skilled at making it look easy, but they're also forcing it? 
That's the skill, though, McWayne. You know what I mean? The skill is that they're making everyone, something look easy, even if it ain't. Even every, if they're struggling, they're making it look easy. Everyone just has a different way of doing things. You know what I mean? It just kind of boils down to what I prefer. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, which I make music. They look both hard. they both scored sixty. You know what I mean? This mm-hmm. they both scored sixty points. They both shot fifty seven percent. You know what I mean? They were both tired. So. Why you stop? If talking? I could rule the world, anyway. Yeah, I, I, can't do <laughs> I can't do Kendra. I can't do Kendra. Then I. Like I said, let me get some. Let me get some. Let me get a, a Joey Burnham classic freestyle. Blue light before content. we get out of here. You wanted some pimp C shit. Give me some pimp C. Uh, I'm fucking bitches in the ass every day like Satan. I'll be coming <laughs> through your town. Got the whole block waiting. Dick big, balls big, and they call me Caligula. When I'm all up in your bitch, you just know that I'm digging a penis hanging to the side and it's curvy and crooked. Every time I hit that pussy, that bitch barely took it. You can get it in your ass if you want it, just pay me. And if I fuck her in her mouth, she gonna swallow my babies. (laughs) (laughs) That's the side. One time for your mind, bitch. For your mind. And you heard that. <laughs> Three four titties. Three four titties, and you heard that. I don't know what that means. What was that song that um <laughs> you that was supposed to be like bimp, big pimping two? Man, that shit was so hard. Um, and uh, I think I was I was trying to tell you about it. It was like Jay Z and uh, and Pimp C and I'm thrilled. Was supposed to be big pimping two. Was it with a uh, zero? Jay Z, Bumby, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Jay Z, Bumby, Jeezy, and zero. Do yep. do 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 do. Yeah, man. Oh, we finna end on that shit, man. Yeah, yeah. You we got we gonna we gonna play that shit out, man. <laughs> uh, that was big money. I, I yeah, could, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could be wrong, but I'm like eighty percent sure that was supposed to be big, big Pippin too, but he was gone. I'm retarded with the Glock, nigga. Click by clip, the competition is none. They cease to exist. Let it breathe a little bit. He's <laughs> off his rocker. He's, He's a little, little skit. One of one of Jay Z's more uh, better modern verses. That shit was hard, man. That shit was hard. Good yeah, I, weed, yeah. Money. We wanted it to be bigger than it, it was. was. Bu- it you was know those songs B. that we wanted, we liked, and we wanted them to be bigger than they actually were. Mm-hmm. It's like we like it. But How about this shit right here, man? Yeah. Smoke some, bitch. Smoke some, bitch. Yeah. Hold up. Talking about. Talking about. Huh. Uh. P.H. real nigga, polo fuck that hill figure Made myself a ghetto star on the slab sipping bar Smoking weed, setting right And mother nigga shit don't come back right That's how niggas get pop Trying to get the cheaper price Watch your paper, guard your life Cause most these niggas ain't living right Keep your pistol, fuck a fight Cause niggas I hear jack every night I keep my mind on my money nigga We gonna break up on this right here, man This is I don't know why I wasn't if I'm correct, I don't know why it wasn't Big Pimpin' too. It should have been. But we're going to break up out of here on this one, man. And we're going to let this mud ride out. Uh, this is the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show. I am Lawrence G. You are Joey Burnham. You and you are Jonathan Crane. And like we always say about this time, grown-ups, don't go out there and do no dumb shit. Because grown-ass men... Do grown man shit. We out.
PA. Motherfuck the judge, prosecutor, and the DA. Head to the H where the hoes are fucked three way, two way, four way. Anyway, the pro say, never hear a hoe say, no, I won't, no, I can't stop it, and no, I don't. Cause a bitch know I might just explode and slap in the face with a pie LMO, cause a nigga get sold. Good weed, good drink, big money. Hey! Rolling in something hey. foreign, no leather gripping this is a fourth coast media production the grown-ass man hip-hop show is brought to you by fourth coast media produced by Lawrence tremell and recorded at fourth coast studios fourth coast the grown-ass man hip-hop show is brought to you by fourth coast media produced by Lawrence tremell and recorded at fourth coast studios this is a fourth coast media production Fourth Coast?